0: Winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host. Drummer and outdoor expert novice Jason Harmon Alright, hello
1: everybody and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Hey, we're glad you're tuning in Thanks for watching. We're going to have an exciting show for you today. Don King is helping me co-host once again.
0: Yes sir, Jason Thanks for the invite. I appreciate
1: it Shuffling the cards around the poker table yeah, here Yeah, that's right. And we're dealing in Katie Van Slyke. She's with us today uh, if you don't know her, I'm surprised because she's really? all over Instagram. Exactly. And has 335 followers. So that's crazy. Wait a minute. 335,000. That's right. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> correcting me. I had 335 written down because I knew that K was supposed right. to be at you're, the we're end. Just <laughs> we're just
0: used to yeah, that. We're just used to that.
1: But <laughs> you see a three-digit number in front of a K, you're like, wow, on oh, Instagram. It's yeah, crazy. Exactly. But well, we Man. have like 23,000 followers yeah. for the agency and seeing that big number is crazy so anyway we're glad you're here
2: well thank you for inviting me i'm really excited to sit here and talk with y'all
1: yeah so she's an outdoorsman she loves to ride horses she's a social media influencer uh loves to sing so we're going to hit on all these topics yeah, today that's great that's great well-rounded yeah okay. yeah and she's from right here in nolensville tennessee just down the road from from the office yeah about about 15 minutes from here so that's great
2: very convenient it was yeah. nice getting here and ha- not having to leave an hour early so
1: right yeah so uh i noticed you uh were on social last night uh, saying i'm gonna be on wildcast we appreciate the plug and, yeah and i had
2: like a face mask on and everything i was like <laughs> we're gonna see me in person gotta look good <laughs> yeah
1: she's not afraid to be out in front of the camera makeup or no makeup
2: yeah. right yeah yeah try so. to be as authentic as possible so yeah
1: it's awesome well Tell us about yourself, Uh, where can folks find you, and then uh, um, just a little bit of background, then we'll get into some of the outdoors and other things.
2: Yeah, so I live in Nolensville, as you said, and I have grown up on a farm, riding horses, hunting my entire life, Uh and, um, you know, just... I'm getting married like to sing I love makeup some people don't like that I like to kill bucks with makeup on but you know <laughs> uh, I just I like to be my girly self and also I love outdoors so I just like to do a little bit of both
1: yeah it's nothing wrong with working those two things together um, so you grew up hunting and fishing and that's that was the main topic I wanted to talk about today it yeah. was you know uh, a woman like you in the outdoors could be a great influence on kids and on other women that want to really so. that want to do the same thing and I just wanted to try to uh, I want to learn about your who introduced you to the outdoors how you got started and then we'll branch out a little bit from there.
2: So both my parents have always had a love for the outdoors. My mom has actually killed the biggest buck out hmm. of all of us. <laughs> well. um, she killed a 164 and a half of, off of our property. And um, But my daddy, it was definitely me and my daddy's thing. Um, horses were my mom's thing. Um, they actually met barrel racing, but he kind of went more into the hunting direction with me. So I can remember being three years old in a ground blind with my dad and he'd fake pretend to sleep and let me watch and um you know I've I've watched him kill turkeys and deer and go fishing with him and that's just been my whole life. That was our thing.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So and you're no stranger to the woods. We'll we'll show some photos while we're while we're talking but um Yeah, and make sure you go listen. If you're listening, make sure you go watch. This is a good show to tune in. But uh, you're no stranger to the woods now. You're out there by yourself and with your your fiancé now. Yes. And and I'm sure you still hunt with your dad. You know,
2: we don't get to hunt together as much as we would like mm. to. He... Um, had he killed a buck this year for the first time in six years, I huh, think uh, okay. he, he's just more into his cows and stuff these days, you know, <laughs> he goes and kills a doe and everything, but he's really picky with his bucks. So this year he uh, decided to do one on Thanksgiving. Um, but it's definitely by myself or with Jonathan, my fiance these okay, days.
1: Neat. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so how would you encourage, um, uh, women like yourself to get outside and, and, uh, what would... What would you say the next step would be for somebody who's interested in getting outdoors and and enjoying the the life of hunting and fishing and that kind of thing? You
2: know, I was very fortunate to grow up with a family who both hunted, you know, going out with both my parents and having my dad to mentor me and to um, get me into it early enough to where I didn't have any fears of it and where I didn't have really any um, second-guessing myself about things. I, I killed my first year when I was 10, and so I think if you're getting into it just without anybody in your family or any friends to direct you, I would think find a mentorship program in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, g- you know, go to NWTF, go to consumer shows, talk to people, make friends on social media who mm-hmm. have the same interests as you. Um, find someone in person that will go with you, and you have someone there to physically support you in your new journey of the outdoors because um you know it can be a little nerve-wracking out there especially if you don't know what to expect so Mm -hmm. um learn from multiple people everyone has something to give you even if you don't agree with everything someone's got a little bit of knowledge they can pass on to you so um find someone that you trust and you know let them guide you
0: Mm -hmm. there are a lot of mentors that come from our hunter ed programs too gotcha and uh did did you take a class I did. like it in um, in Nolensville or So close by? I can't
2: honestly it was it was 15 years ago so yeah, I right. don't honestly remember <laughs> um my daddy, my mom, my nana and me all went and did it together. Family deal. Yeah, we yeah. all went and did it together. My dad had already, you know, done it 30 yeah. years beforehand, but he decided that we all needed to go do yeah. it together and he needed a refresher. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> Nothing it's wrong with good
0: that. It's a family activity. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of times at those at those gatherings, you know, while you're taking breaks and stuff mm-hmm. at those at those uh, uh those hunter ed classes a lot of times you can connect with people mm-hmm. at those 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 areas some for of sure. the instructors too are good good at picking up the the mentor role mm-hmm. and, and taking
1: taking young hunters or at there. least
2: directing you in the direction you need to go exactly for sure.
1: yep yeah you talked about how it can be intimidating for some folks you know mean it's not just sitting in a tree or sitting on the ground and And being ready to shoot. There's a lot that goes into hunting, you know. And even the after after you harvest a deer, what's the next steps and things like that? How would you encourage, or or what have you learned? I guess over the over your time in hunting, uh, you know, the different steps it takes, and what do you think about that? How would you? I've just learned that.
2: You never know everything. (laughs) There was always going to be something new that gets thrown at you. Um, And then I've, I mean, when I shot my first deer at 10, my dad made me help field dress it. Uh You know, he didn't make me do the whole thing. But, you know, 10-year-old little little girl, he didn't want to scare me away from it. But he still made me get my hands dirty. He never gave me gloves. Like, he just made me get in there and do little pieces of it. So, you know, nowadays, if it's super cold and... I don't want to. I'm like Jonathan, you know,
0: you're way faster
2: than me at it. But there's been a few. I mean, there's times where, and there's times when we have time, and I see my dad and Jonathan and our buddy standing over there, and I'm sitting there skinning the deer on the, on the pole and everything. And yeah, so, we had a picture, um, I think,
1: if you in a in a locker or something. Yes, at our house.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey guys, and, a
1: little help here would be appreciated. Yeah. Right?
2: Sometimes they're they're like, I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> um, but it's funny, you know, and so. Shooting the deer is the smallest portion of hunting, and I think that's the main thing is that you have to learn that there's so much that goes into even just getting out to the deer stand. And Mm -hmm. then there's a whole lot of work that goes after it, whether you're going to process it yourself, whether you're going to take it off, whether you're doing all the skinning yourself or you have to pack it out from somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, There's just so much that goes into it.
1: So. I think it's great that you're not afraid to get in there and get your hands dirty. I mean, you know, you look at your social media and you are all uh, got the makeup on and the nails and things like that, but you're still not afraid to jump in there and, and uh, get dirty with the guys and, and skin yeah. one out. You know, it's yeah. pretty cool.
2: This is the first time I've had nails in like eight months because I didn't <laughs> want to have bloody nails all
1: all the fall. But. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, Here's a picture of, of you, I guess, at your fiancé. Yes, uh,
2: that's Jonathan.
1: Jonathan. And y'all are turkey hunting, I guess, it was maybe that last year or a couple of years ago. That was opening
2: day last year, yeah.
1: That's awesome to double like that.
2: Yeah, we had some friends down from Pennsylvania, and um, they both got turkeys too that day. And then um, they both got second ones the next day too. So that was really, really exciting. I think mine was the first bird of the day, and then uh, Jonathan's was the last, I believe. So mm-hmm. it was a fun day. That's cool. Uh, And then, uh, yeah. There's another shot. Yeah.
1: I mean, you got to train. You got to prepare for the hunt. Like, you know, sighting in a gun is probably a little more simple than sighting in a bow or, or, yeah, because sighting in a
2: gun, if you, you know, after years and years, if you have your breathing down and you have your, um, your like little thing that you go through every time you sit down and you look through the scope, generally you'll be fine. But with a bow, you have to keep your arms, you know, in shape for it. You Mm -hmm. have to, it's like a, um, oh, what is it? A habit like you you have to keep in it, routine, your routine. And um, so, I always say do five arrows a day rather than 20 on Saturday because you know, doing five arrows when you're fresh, you're going to be shooting a deer fresh, you're not going to be shooting it on your 20th try. Mm -hmm. If you do 20 arrows, you're going to get fatigued. And then, I mean, you know, I'm just saying more arrows, you're going to get fatigued and then you cause bad habits, or you know, so shoot fresh, even if you have to do take a break and stuff on saturday if that's your only day to shoot but
0: sounds like me bowling <laughs> my first line is always my best yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're wore out by that next yeah, that next right, round yeah oh uh, well um and there's the shot that's what i was talking about earlier oh, yeah. you're in the in the cooler there and
2: Yep, those two does on the right are mine from the last day of season, and then the one on the left is a, a guy that works at our farm. He went and got one, so awesome. We had a full day of processing that day. Mm-hmm. Flowers had already closed <laughs> down for the season, <laughs> so we had to do it ourselves. Yep,
1: yep. <laughs> Folks uh, don't mind to do it though. It's, oh, no. it's fun. I mean, it can be a chore, but it's fun too. Yeah. And there's uh, another shot. I, I, I noticed you posted this one and said I'm getting ready for turkey season. Deer season's closed. Yeah. And I'm ready to get out. Yeah, there. that was
2: so. that was last turkey season. Um, that was a good turkey season. I, I'm pretty new to turkey hunting, honestly. Um, growing up showing horses, that was a very heavy horse show season, so I really never right. got to turkey yeah. hunt. And so the last few years, that's been a fun new thing to add to my list of obsessions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll jump into that horse stuff yeah. in a minute, too. I want to touch on that, but I, you had some photos of some cranes. Oh, yeah. To, that
2: I, was Oklahoma this year. So
1: tell us about hunting cranes. That sounds like that would be a cool experience.
2: Um, It was... Very, very fun. We didn't honestly rack up the birds like we thought we would, but um, we got enough to come home and have a good bit of meat, Mm -hmm. and I learned that they're my favorite meat, wild game-wise. They're amazing, especially um, you just cook them like a steak. I mean, it was amazing. And uh, we actually kept one to mount in our house. We had never crane hunted before. They are finicky. They're hard to hunt. A lot of people that are from Florida were giving me some... uh, Some trouble because they're like, well, you can just walk up to them, you know, because they're protected in Florida. And so a lot of people had problems with it. But in Oklahoma and other places, they're very much They're definitely wild birds. They're wild. I mean, we were in a blind and we were so brushed in. And, I mean, if you popped up, shot, and a shell was outside... Of the blind, they wouldn't come in because they could see it. I mean, they were very finicky, but we got it done.
1: I've always heard it's sometimes hard to get them to come low enough, too.
2: And you think – they're so loud. You think that they're right on top of you and they're 100 feet up. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was was pretty hard to get them that low.
1: Yeah. I bet that'd be fun. It was fun. So – you go all over and hunt. You like to hunt Tennessee and, mm-hmm. and out of the state. Where, where's your favorite place to hunt? What have you enjoyed the most my, in your adventures? Okay,
2: well, my favorite hunt so far, and I hate to say it's not one in Tennessee, because Tennessee overall is definitely my favorite place to hunt. Thank you. But um, <laughs> my favorite singular hunt so far has been um, this past September in Alberta, Canada. I went and got my first elk and black bear, and it was one of the most fun hunts I've ever been on. Wow. It was amazing. Wow!
1: I bet that was fun. Yeah, I just love to get up that way sometime and it, see the. Those it parts. was awesome. That's fun. Awesome. Well, um, tell us about your your uh, your uh, horse riding experience. You've been in competition and things like that. You're not just a hunter and and an Instagram influencer, social media influencer, but you love to ride horses too.
2: So I I grew up on horses and probably horses were a bigger part of my life than hunting for the longest time and um, they're still a giant part of my life Mm -hmm. we still breed quarter horses we have a barn full my mom runs a boarding facility on our farm so we have other people's horses as well as ours Mm. and that's been that way my whole life we've always had other people at our barn Um, we used to have more horses than we do now but we still have show horses they're just young and so we're not um, traveling quite as much but I grew up showing uh, POAs which is a type of like Appaloosa pony, and then went into Quarter Horses, and then from there traveled and doing um, the all-around, which is like Western and English events, and we would go all over the country and show for points to be nationally ranked, and we'd qualify for the World Championship Show and go to the Congress, which is the largest single-breed horse show in the world, Mm. and um, that was a very large part of my life, which, I mean, you kind of have to make that your entire life when wow, yeah. you know you're on that level so yeah. it was a very very large part of my life for 20 years
1: <laughs> i bet it was fun though you know it's a
2: i mean i something fun not fact, i won my first do. state uh championship when i was four so oh, i've been wow. riding my whole life
1: <laughs> yeah so it's in your blood you can't you can't get rid of no, it you'll, be, you'll never, be doing it forever 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 uh so you like to sing a little bit i mean you've uh, seen some I of do. your instagram videos youtube videos uh have you ever done it professionally?
2: No. Um, I've been spoiled because we have a friend who plays downtown all the time. His name's Ryland Fowler, and he's a fiddle player, and he's been all over the – he's toured all over everywhere. And uh-huh. so he plays downtown pretty often, and he lets me up on stage sometimes. So that's like I get my little fill of being on stage in front of people, and then I don't do it again for a while. But um, he spoils me. He plays guitar for me all the time, and we'll make little videos and everything. But, you know, it's definitely not um, – something that i've done professionally it's always been a hobby
0: well uh, when we were i kind of i heard that there might even be an original song or two maybe about the outdoors yeah
2: i've got a i've got a bow hunting song that i wrote in a stand during the first velvet season Ah. um jonathan has a video where he was zooming in on my fingers i was sitting on my phone typing it so fast (laughs) because i was walking out to the stand and i got an idea and i'm the type of songwriter where i can't just sit down and write i have to write it when it just like pops in my head sure so that morning, walked out and it came to me. So I sat in that stand and wrote it and then got down at lunch and sang it and then kept working on it the whole day. And then, um, so it's called Leave Me Alone. And I hope to, yeah, I mean, Leave Me Alone in the Woods, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but I hope to make an EP at some point. I've got two hunting songs and a couple other songs. But, neat. Uh, yeah. That'd just be for fun. I mean,
1: she dabbles in everything. Look forward to hearing those. <laughs> yeah. 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 That would be awesome. Um, I, I was just thinking as you were talking, uh, you're in the field a lot. You're doing these live Instagram videos and, yeah. and um, uh, the stories and things like that. Uh, didn't you come across a deer that had been in a fence or something like that hung up we here did. recently this year? Was we it this did. year or last um, it year? It
2: was. It was last August, last August or July when we were checking some trail cameras and came across it. And what was the saddest part is we had it on trail camera and it had been there for. About two days, mm. and it was still alive. And so, it you know, a lot of people gave me – I, I try to document every part of it, uh, right. every part of being in the outdoors. Mm. And so I didn't show us putting it out of its misery, but we did. And a lot of people uh, had a problem with that, but what they didn't see is its leg was literally barely hanging on. And mm. um, it was dehydrated, and its mom had left it after a day and a half, and she hadn't been back on the cameras hours before we got there. And right. so, right. you know, we just did what – we felt was right and um, that was having to do you know mm-hmm. what you really don't want to do
1: right there's times that you have to you have to take care of the wildlife and and yeah. not let them suffer anymore yeah, yeah. for sure yeah um, well tell us about how you got into the Instagram, Instagram thing I think that's really cool uh, you've grown this audience uh, 335,000 <laughs> followers and I'm just curious what is it like being in in front of so many folks every day
2: so I'm pretty used to it now. It was a little surreal at first. Um, it was very by accident that it happened. I never in a million years thought of doing that. I didn't know that people, I really, I didn't keep up with influencers. This was almost three years ago. Um, and I posted a picture. It was very just generic. I was just like on the farm and a few accounts reposted it and, um, got like, an influx of about 2,000 followers in a week, and I was like, What is happening? <laughs> and so, I like the next couple of pictures I posted, they kept getting reposted other places. And then, um, that was back before Instagram had a weird algorithm, and I was on the explore page all the time. So, um, it gained from April 27th to my birthday, which is June 6th, I had 20,000 followers, and then from that to um, the end of September, I had 50, and then to mid-November, I had 100, and then the next April, I had 200, and then the next November, I had 300, and it um, it slowed down for sure, but it wow. it very much happened very quickly. It's kind
1: of compound interest. <laughs> yeah. It <Yeah. laughs> keeps doubling. But, uh,
2: it happened really, really quickly. So.
1: And so have you found it a, a, to be a great avenue for you to, to share uh, your life with folks? Do you enjoy doing that? Yeah, and, I,
2: I love it. Um, it took me a minute people? to find a balance of not being on my phone too much of not having to document everything of not obsessing over like having pictures out and you know, cause at that point it gets to where I, at first I didn't even know what was happening. And then I got to where I was posting kind of scheduled. Um, and so it took me a while. I've found a really good balance now where I'm not on my phone all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not annoying everyone with having to take pictures all the time. Um, but you know, it, It's been very fun. It's a good avenue to share my faith. It's a good avenue to get women in the outdoors, um, to kind of take the stigma away from girls in the outdoors because there's a lot of guys who have a problem with it for some reason so there's a lot of guys who are so supportive who uh, a lot of dads i get messages from saying you know thank you my little girl wants to go hunting with me now Mm -hmm. and that i mean that warms my heart it makes all the hate comments worth it but um there's a lot of guys who if you have a slightest bit of makeup on if you you know do anything that they deem is not right they are going to let you know it and they are not going to be the nicest about it so um you know that's tough sometimes but The girls who messaged me, the dads who messaged me, the people who let me know that I was the one who made them go buy a bow or, you know, what that's, great. it makes it worth it. Yeah. 100%.
1: I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. And then you're at these shows and, and talking probably with these kids, the Mm -hmm. parents are bringing the kids through and things like that. That's cool too. You were at the ATA show here recently. Two years ago, I had
2: a dad chase me down with his daughter on FaceTime and uh, she was in school (laughs) and she left her classroom to like talk to me for a minute. (laughs) It was so cute, but uh, yeah, it's great.
1: So, uh, you've met a lot of people. We had a photo. I'm not sure if we've passed it yet or not, but uh, you and a, and a country artist or songwriter uh, yeah, in the Megan woods. Patrick, yeah, Megan Patrick. Yeah. She
2: came over and hunted with me a little bit. And um...
1: So is that an example? That's an example of how you've mentored
2: um, and you know she had hunted before, and she had um, she had killed a buck before, um, but she had never killed a deer in Tennessee, and I think that was her first doe. So we went out and got her a couple does. They, uh, I have one stand that's like the doe mecca, and mm-hmm. if someone that's wants cool. to go get their first doe, that's just where you go. And um, it's just in the big middle of a big field, and there's hills all around. We have some food plots, so we went out there, and I think we saw, I don't know, fifteen or twenty deer, and she picked out two, and you know, that's awesome. got it done. So.
1: I know she's she's a little older, but but you know it's still an example of how women can be mentors to to, oh, sure. to girls and and ladies and, and both. You know, it's for sure. It's, it's great. That's an interesting point about
0: talking to the dads too, yeah. who have daughters that mm-hmm. are looking for tips. You know, hey, do I want to? Do I want to start them out in a in a stand, mm-hmm. or do I want to, you know, how long do I take them out the yeah. first time? You know, do I want to make them sit still for mm-hmm. two hours, or and you or know, I've taken a,
2: I've taken a two year old hunting, so there's no too young to start them in my opinion. <laughs> um, I started out with my dad super early, and yeah. he never even thought about asking me if I wanted to kill a deer until I was a little older. But it was great going, and I had a lot less nerves. I had a lot better idea of what was going to happen because I had been going with him for so long Mm -hmm. and had just seen it and it was like second nature Um, and so then I took my two-year-old little cousin out with me and his dad came and um, we went and sat in a redneck blind and did not see a single deer but you could not tell him that. He had his little (laughs) binoculars up and he was saying, I see a deer and there was no deer out there but he was having the best time and it was just great. It was awesome.
1: That's great. Yeah, it's like you take take the binoculars and and the different the grunt call and, mm-hmm. and the rattle we let, bag. We let him you know. do whatever
2: he want. He took snacks. We let him take a nap. Like, it was just... Mm-hmm. You know, you don't put too much pressure on it. Don't get on to them for being a little loud. They're two or three, you know, or young. And just make it a fun experience, and then they'll want to do it with you as they get older, yeah. and it turns into a passion. Mm-hmm.
1: So.
0: Sometimes squirrels and crows are good entertainment, too. They are. Yeah. They
2: are. You know, when you're a little older and you're trying to get that big buck in the rut, you might not like squirrels that much. But <laughs> as a little kid, I could see it being very fun.
1: So so you love to hunt uh, turkeys and deer and think Fish, I guess you enjoy fishing as well.
2: Fishing is a... I wouldn't call it a passion of mine. It's more of a, if Jonathan and our friends are going fishing, <laughs> I'll go fishing. And I like it, um, but it's not something I des- definitely like to do by myself. Uh, we've gone on fishing trips, mm. and I love fishing trips where all you do all day is fish. Like and charter
1: and all that kind of stuff.
2: love doing that, um, but I would not call myself a diehard fisherman. I'm not knowledgeable on what bait to use for bass. I just go out and he puts, gives me a pole, and I just do it to be with him, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, but it's definitely... A fun thing to do but it's not a passion like hunting is for me yeah so
1: that's awesome well um I'm trying to think what else we could hit on here today that we haven't already touched on um tell folks where they can find you that's one thing and i want to make sure not, not like you need any more followers but <laughs> i mean i wouldn't mind
2: them <laughs> she'll take um, it she'll take it i'll take it it's uh but you can find me on instagram all of my usernames are generally my name i think the only one that's not just my name is facebook which is Katie Vanslike96. So, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everything is Katie Vance-like, um Pretty easy to find. If you want to go follow, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, go follow her. Uh, For the listeners, that's with a Y.
2: Yeah, uh, Katie and then V A N S L Y K E.
1: Yep. Hey, it comes up pretty easy. I, I've typed Katie and it just pops up. Right, I think she's yeah. on the top of the list.
2: <laughs> you don't have to get to search. Deep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, let's one more time. I want you to, to, to let Encourage folks out there, ladies, um, kids, parents with with young ladies that want to get outdoors. How would you encourage them to get out there?
2: You know, make friends, go to events that you see that are local or something and just find people who are like-minded like you to teach you. If you want to go out there and try it by yourself, more power to you. It's not scary. go just and don't put pressure on yourself to make it like kill a deer on my first hunt. No, you might go two years, but just, Go do it. Yeah. Go find someone to do it with you. Go do it by yourself. Don't put any pressure. Don't put a timeline. Mm-hmm. Just go out, be in the outdoors, and uh you'll you'll have your own lessons coming your way. But yeah. it, it's nice to have someone to help you too. So
0: Yeah. Hey, so what's when's the big date?
2: May thirty first. May thirty first. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. We've been together. Uh, it'll be three and a half years when we get married, but um, it's been three years now. So,
1: well, I, I, I followed a little bit and I noticed you were asking folks where should we go on our honeymoon and things like that. Yeah, we
2: decided on Saint Lucia. Okay, um, so awesome. we, we booked the honeymoon, but you know we've never been on a trip together that wasn't a honey trip or with family and stuff. So we're excited <laughs> to go do something and just lay on a beach somewhere. You yeah. Know? <laughs>
0: see camo bathing suits. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, you say that. All of his swim trunks are camo.
1: Or so. <laughs> they're cut off, right? No. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, um,
0: So how'd you guys meet?
2: Um, well, we live in the same town. He's uh, his parents back up to the back of my parents' property. He's older than I am. So we went to elementary school and church together, but I was his little brother's age. And so once we got older and I wasn't like the little kid in nolensville anymore um we have mutual friends and it just kind of
1: just happened, happened. naturally it just kind of
2: happened yeah. you know well that's so, cool it was
1: nice well i, I want to kind of tease folks a little bit that katie may come back yeah uh, in that'd a, be cool in a future episode i've heard some pretty cool things that's going to be happening that we were talking about that mentoring thing mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. she's got something in mind she'd like to share yeah, uh, yeah. not bit, right now a little bit later on yeah <laughs> not today not yeah. today so we'll we'll Stay make sure tuned. to have you back and and uh you know, we'll talk more about that. yeah, Maybe we'll highlight some of that stuff. I will come uh,
2: back anytime.
1: I appreciate you you know coming on and and being that mentor for for young ladies and and women. and, and well,
2: I appreciate you having me and give me another outlet to uh, talk about it and again, get more girls into yeah. it. And, and young folk in general, because I mean, in this day and age, social media, video games, TV, I feel like it's mm-hmm. a dying age of wanting to go hunting with your dad. So I'm hoping just to get. Young people in general into it. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. You mentioned the uh, outdoor shows, and the reason, or your name came up from our good friend Barry Cross, who we work with, who saw you at NWTF, yeah. I think last year. Yeah. So, yeah. said so, so there was a line around
1: the block. That's <laughs> to, to a great so. way to meet people and get introduced to things. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Well, Katie, it's been fun. I appreciate you so much for being on. Thank you. And uh, go... Visit her Instagram page, Katie Van Slyke, S-L-Y-K-E, yeah. and, uh, um, and visit our social media. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're out there on Facebook as well, YouTube, all those places. So uh, follow us, uh, and we appreciate you tuning in to this edition of Tennessee Wildcats. Thank yeah, you, Don. You bet, yeah, you bet. You bet. See we'll you next time. See you next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.